The following program is brought to you by the 511 Media Group. This program is available on iTunes, Spotify, the 511 Media Group YouTube channel, and 511mediagroup.com. So that opening, I try to do that opening myself. I couldn't do it. I had to hire somebody to do it. I'm going to, to assume it. that's your hands on your knees clapping, right? Like, sh- sh- Absolutely. You, right? I did the whole thing myself. several times over. No, no. Okay. I, I had nothing to do with any of that. No, I, I basically said, I want Barry White only vocal. Like, okay. voice. So while I tried to do it very deeply, I just I couldn't do I'm it. I'm finding myself right now to not also do the deep voice, so it's not just two guys just making deep voices right now, but yeah. it's so hard to fight that. How you doing? I'm good. It's been um, a while. It's been a minute. Well, well I mean, yeah. we still talk, but as far as this, well, we put it on hold, right? Yeah, and if, it's like we're ruining our normal conversations because we're always wanting to get we them do. on recording. Yeah, but, and so we haven't really had a on the record conversation since January. We've only had one, right? We've only done the one, and right. I, I, don't, I honestly have no idea. And what we it was. and we've switched it up. It used to be the rich bits, which we still do, but it's it's more like updates and news and things like that. Little okay, little snippets. This is just. It's conversations about nothing. Okay. Because oh, that's, we have nothing, just yeah. literally conversations about absolutely nothing. Because it but means everything. Nothing. It right. means nothing. But, but in it's the end, everything we're happening. like, oh, this is everything that's happened in our lives. And so we were just like, well, what do we talk about? I don't know, nothing. You know. Yeah. So that's kind of how we got the name of the show. This is Conversations About Nothing. My name is Richard. That's Vin. Um, and we're brought to you by the 511 Media Group, as you heard. So catch me up. What's going on, man? Well, for, I feel like I have to address this. You're one of the only people that call me Vin. Okay. And so when, when you say you're here with Vin, in fact, everybody else calls you Vincent? Everybody normally, well, no, no, no. Some people call me Vin, but it's like you and everybody that knows me through you. So, like anybody I talk through the HOA, Got it. it's Vin. So, when you're like, I'm here with Vin, one of the first things my friends would bring up, like, Vin, hey, Vin, hey, Vin, Vin. I had to hear that like 15 times, which isn't a problem. Sorry. I, no, I've always told you I don't care. It was, just, it just didn't realize, I didn't realize you're the only one that calls me Vin. Actually, that tells me how much of a reach I actually have. Well, I mean, I also shared it on Facebook. So, like, again, I had the conversation still, with you, which was like, I don't know, hour and 20, whatever, yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. That led into like three more hour and 40 conversations with like four of my friends, which is fine. It was great actually to have the conversations. But again, conversations about nothing. nothing. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, none of it matters. No. So, no. At least not. So, catch me up. What's going on? How's your family? Uh, doing really good. Yeah. The, my youngest child is a bigger pain than you both what, of my twins. 12, close, close. Children? I'm trying on it. Three. Oh, it's three. Yeah. Um, the the twins are doing really good. They're getting good. older. Uh, we don't talk to them anymore because for Christmas they got tablets and I got them DSs. Oh, so how old are they? Uh, six. Oh, well, they're at that age. Yeah. Well, I'm just ready to not talk to them. The again age of until, independence. Yes, and they yeah. they are. They're very independent, which is really fantastic. We're teaching them how to like make their own food and use the microwave. Don't put metal in it. Things like that. Yeah. Um, but Archer, our three year old, he is so cute. What's his real name? Archer. It is. It okay. is Archer. What's the nickname? It was your my brother That's calls it. him Bo. That's it. Which cool. came out of nowhere. Yeah, it is no, really no. cool, and it's something only Not my brother would come. B O W. Yeah, Bo. Yeah, Bo. And uh, but the thing is, it was since we live in different states and we don't get to talk very often, it, the only person that really gets to appreciate, it, I think, is me. But yeah, he it's calls clever. Him. It is, no, and it came. Cool. It was the first thing he said. He's like, "Oh, so what's his name?" And I'm like, "It's Archer." He's like, "I'll call him Bo." Is he the guy that did my intro? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, he's he's uh, six foot. I want to say five, 
uh, and he's like 360 pounds. Okay, he's got 100 pounds on me, but we're the same height. Well, well he's but he's like used to lift weights like crazy. Like it, it's, so did I. It's un it's unrealistic to see like how much stronger he is than most like people. 15, 20 pounds, something like that. You know, it's, it's That's up. what you would do. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I'm no. a gym 20 yards from here. Yeah, I've never seen you use it, so I'm not sure if that's real. Come here. In the Those morning. could be paper mache weights for all I know. I'm not. Okay. So CNN, Chris Cuomo, the yeah, big no. the big knock on him was he was doing weights in his office and he had a 100-pound dumbbell and he was just over his back just doing like tricep crunches. On know, camera? Yeah. Perfect. Tricep crunches. And people are like, even the people who lift weights for a living or like there's like no bodybuilders are like, there's no fucking way that guy's doing a hundred pounds behind his back over his head. There's just no way. So nobody knows if it's real, but and I don't on. even know like what, what I remember, but like I could have sworn when I was a little kid, cause he's 12 years old, 11 and a half. That was a big ordeal. He, whatever. He's, he's a le- more than 11 years older than me. And I remember him like lifting enough weights that the bar was bending when he was crunching it. So yeah, he was, he's a, he was a, Really, really strong guy. It's not easy to do. No. Uh, but then again, I don't know if that's like just what I remember because I was, you know, seven. And maybe that's just what I thought my big brother was doing. But I mean, I know today he could still sit on me and I'm not a small guy. You just no. happen to be one of the few people bigger than me. And I, he well, well, it depends it, on how we look at it. Right. You're taller. Fine. There is, you that, go. is that better? Is that better? That's fine. Well, not all of us have a fake paper mache gym. Okay. <laughs> None of us can move our kitchen whenever we want. So you walk in and you're like, did you move the kitchen? No, it's not real. You moved your house. What do you think of the studio? It's, it's beautiful. It's new. It's uh, a couple months old. Just like I was saying, I'm so jealous. I'm it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, go on to uh, Instagram, five eleven media group and look at the photos I had before and after photos that we did. And I mean, it's pretty sweet. I I like it. What I'm really impressed with is the customization of, you, you didn't just go your own way with putting up photos that you enjoy, but like having the 511 media group posted outside the door and yep. hanging up is very business like. It it is, but you make everything else so fun. Like I I already shared my distaste for having some of the photos in here. I have but, a photo with a, a tastefully displayed I would photo I would call it tasteful. Breasts. I, I would call it tasteful. It is tasteful. But I mean just general exposure is just So the the, the artist is Ashram Harrison. And if you look him up online, you can probably see what we're talking about. See, um, and I can tell right now he's more talented just on that pen and paper than I have in my whole body. Yeah, and I think it's a bit of both. I think it's a little photography and a little pen and paper, but gotcha or pencil. But I like this one next to me here. Uh, no, that's with super the kid fun. with the goggles, and uh, it looks like a, a salad strainer on his head with confetti. But it, I think it's more like Brainiac. It's just kind of cool. It's, it's and then we have a few touches, just, you know, the fact that we're, the fact that we're based in Chicago. I've got the Chicago Theater marquee behind I saw you. That too. Got yeah. the skyline behind me. Now, do you play guitar? Very poorly. Okay. So, I have them. So you just like to, more for you like to hang so one up and, and we post a, one up. We have a Def Leppard British-themed um, guitar hanging in our in our studio. I'm really surprised you don't have cameras. I, I, so that's the next thing, right? So yeah. we've got it all set up for that. The problem is um, a lot of the camera setups that are there, I don't like. I mean, they're all, you know, they sit here on the table and so forth. I want to mount it on the wall. That's what I expected. I mean, kind of like Joe Rogan style. Yeah. Or isn't that what everybody you know, goes so, for? Mm, I, maybe. You know, you know what I mean by goes for is like when you when you see something done so well, you want to imitate it. Uh, one because it feels good to see it, so it's got. I feel just think good they do the video it. really well. Like they they're, do. They're, no, it's executed very. Well. Everything I mean, the podcast does is brilliant, really well. but just the just the film alone, how they how they video, you know, how they put it on video. 
and the camera placement. You and keep all that. pointing, so I think that's well, exactly going to be gonna one there. It. That's right. Because so there's going to be one you. there, right? And then there's going to be one there, and then there's going to be one there because we can have up to four people in here. Yeah. So I want to get kind of every angle, and then there's a piece of equipment that's on order that ties all that together, and I can actually literally during oh live switch right. So you can live stream it if you want to, and you can switch the cameras when people are talking, and and then you can record it and you can put it through the board and. There's a lot of I would uh, just just do. off the top of my head, and I could be really wrong. I would recommend having like one that just sees the whole table, so that when people are like firing back and forth, so you're mm-hmm. not sitting there just trying to tap 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 yeah. tap. You switch. could have one there, and you could have one there. Yeah, you know, but that would be especially five having the, having the t the three TVs you the have. Cameras up. that we're looking at are six hundred dollars a piece. I hate you. Okay, so I don't need five of those. Okay, we might just start out with two. Go for six. So you have, I mean, I don't have why money. not? Oh, yeah. I can. So I have so much money. <laughs> you tease me all about, you know, what I what I spend. But I mean, we spent the money, I think, wisely I'm, in here. I'm, no, no, you, it's, it's, I don't know what wisely is, but whatever. Well, I don't think there's, I don't think there's excess in here. I think it's just enough. And, well, okay. It's, it's mind blowing, in my opinion. I think it's absolutely wonderful. I think somebody could critique it for saying it's a little small for having four people. But right now with two, it's perfect. So I hired a, uh, for my business, I hired an admin this week. And she came in here and she goes, this is one of the best I've seen. I'm like, well, thanks. I mean, it was. It for was being a, independently done in, in, you know, Studio B. I, I designed it and I had people build it. And it's professional. I hope. It's beautiful. It's absolutely I appreciate you, that. You were in every bit of it. I wasn't looking for compliments. I just yeah. wanted your real opinion on and, it. And the thing is, was, I'm so critical and it's so easy for me to hate on people when I do give a compliment. I like to think that it means something. That's that's why I appreciate it. Okay, good. Because you bag on me all the time. <laughs> I do about a lot of shit. I do, I do. Well, you and deserve so, it. So a nice compliment coming from you, I, I value that. Oh, thank you. Like when you tell me, um, I wish I had your money, and then I'm like, I don't have any money. You have you make more money than I do. Yeah, I can't even afford full pants. I have to wear pajama pants underneath my shorts. Come on, so. man. I, I got, I got. I got lounge pants on too, <laughs> and slippers. Yeah, they're not gold slippers or anything. I understand. Um, okay, so we put the show on hold because of the pandemic. Yeah, obviously, it's it's maybe people know about it, maybe they don't. Are we don't sure know. it's real? I mean, um, isn't that the topic? Yeah, it depends on who you talk to. <laughs> yeah, which party they belong to, as far as political party they belong to. Um, you talk to a healthcare worker. It depends on the scientist you talk to. Some say yes. It's really surprised me of, of no. talking to two different nurses how you can get such extremely different views on it. I don't think that it's not. I don't think people think it's fake. I think well, that's the, except for the most the myth. The most right? there's out extreme there. people on either side that say, "Oh my God, it's 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 at every corner and it's lurking everywhere." And then there's people that are like, "It's totally not real." Yeah. My take on it is, it's absolutely real. Well, yeah. But how we build it up mentally is whether we fear it or we overcome it. Well, I think that it's very unfortunate that we have such a perspective on it because of how unhonest or dishonest uh, things have been reported about it. And I personally have seen such inconsistencies with some of the facts that I was told about it. Like essentially it was expressed that it's not a matter of if you get it, it's when you get it. Sure. And, and so I went into this thinking, okay, well it's going to get here then. Like this is before we even got confirmed that it was over here. And then it's just, okay, so let's find out what we got to do to prevent it. You know, load up on your vitamin C, vitamin D, blah, blah, blah. Zinc. And then when I have a neighbor who works with the elderly and she takes care of them, she gets it. 
she's in her house for three days with her three children and her husband, which she prepares, to my knowledge, most meals for all of them, mm. sees them constantly. They call her to say, hey, we're sending somebody to pick you up because you tested positive three days ago. Nobody else in her house got it. Mm. And I have two uh, brother-in-laws that live together. And to my knowledge, if I still have the right information, one of them got it. The other one just assumed he had it. And when they went to test for the antibodies, he never got it. Mm. So their lifestyle, they didn't change anything. I refuse to believe that a husband and a wife and a husband and a husband never kissed each other. You know what I mean? There's right. no exchange of anything. And they're called fluids. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, droplets, actually. Yep. And for it to not spread is mind-blowing to me. From, from so what, what do you say about the people that don't test and then get called and say, you know, let's say they were in line. This is at the beginning. This doesn't really happen that much anymore, but they were in, the, in, the, in those long lines and they registered and the line was four hours long and they got out of the line and they went home and the next day somebody called them and said, you tested positive and they never got tested. Is that happening? It's See, happening. I, I didn't even a heard of lot. that. I didn't it's even hear that. It's happened a lot. I, that, that's what I mean is it's, I think it's a good, a good show. Allegedly. Yeah. Well, because you're only going off of what somebody else Correct. is saying. Uh, if that's true, it's just a good sign that nobody knows what they're doing. I, I, something that I've always said is everybody's just guessing and hopefully trying their best. They either get lucky or maybe they knew enough that they made the right choice. But at the end of the day, we're all just guessing. Like when I go out to do my job, I'm doing the best I can from my knowledge. But at the end of the day, I'm just guessing based on what's happened in the past. So that leads me to masks. Okay. I'm gonna read you. I'm gonna read you a. Um, I'm gonna read you some thoughts. Um, I posted this on our Five Eleven Media Group uh, Instagram. I follow I the know. Facebook, but I'm, I don't follow it, the Instagram. Yet. It was prior to the pandemic. Okay. People, um, the harder that harder the struggle, the more glorious the tri uh, the triumph. So we're going through this, pa uh, this going through this pandemic, and the people that are coming out on the other side of it for the better, like they feel like they've conquered it, or the people that just went into the fetal position and said, it beat me. Yeah. You choose which one you're going to do. Um, I'm waiting for this to lead into masks. I also said, I also have a, s a statement here that says, people treat, I, I, I posted this as well, people treat wearing masks like si uh, turn signals. Some people always use them. Some feel they're entirely optional, and some won't ever use them. Yeah, that's fair. So I think that's the gamut of 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 masks that are worn in this country. Yeah. What I don't appreciate is for me now when I go to a store and they have a policy, I'll put one on. Yeah. If they don't, it's my choice whether to put one on or I not. I had to think before I pulled in here. I was like, do I need to ask Richard if I need to wear a mask? And then I was like, I'm just going to go in without it. And if he, if it's that big of a deal to him, I will go get my mask with no argument. Usually, when I go to a house and they don't have a mask on. I typically, because I'm going into their house, will have one on, and then they'll tell me, you can go ahead and wear it or not wear it. It's your choice. I don't know if I was being lazy or hopeful. I did not bring my mask with me in my jacket. Like, I remember I was we, standing at your door. Well, with my wife like, in healthcare, shh, we've got like 100 of them. Okay. So you could have just offered it. Maybe 10, but, you know, Still. just we would have given you one. Well, for, for Christmas. Had it been a big deal. Because well, I work in risk management, and since somebody else that is a family member also works in risk management, uh, when we went to the family gathering, there were like four different boxes of masks just sitting there, which gave us the option. So some people say it's freedom. Right? To not wear it? Yes. Okay. Okay, so you're infringing on my freedoms. Well, let's not beat around the bush. That's true. It is. Then you're also infringing on someone else's freedom by not wearing it. 
so I'm actually um, I'm I'm as much as I hate wearing a mask, I'm fairly pro mask because of the amount of fear that it's causing for people. Uh, so I think it is infringing on freedom. But then again, so is saying no shoes, no shirt, no service. So here's a little different take on it. Yeah. So let's say um, somebody's wearing a mask and somebody comes up to you and says, or you're not wearing a mask and somebody says, you got to put a mask on. Now, is it because of their fear of the unknown or is it truly because they really want to protect you and they want you to protect them? Uh, well, that specific scenario, there's very little to go off of, but it sounds to me like that person's actually just trying to make me do something. Okay. Now, if I walk into a gas station and the clerk says, you need to put a mask on, I understand. They're speaking from an authority from that it's facility. Their policy. Yes, and and I should respect that. But a average citizen customer if i'm walking says, my kids on. to the park or something or, or let's say i'm just trying to do better and walk around my neighborhood and somebody from their house says hey put on your mask no i'm i'm not i'm not within the the recommended so you feel six that's feet. infringing on your freedom. yes yes okay so there's limitations to it yeah well they're, think they're it's sh- quantifiable I, th- I think it is okay so there's a video going around um i saw it on facebook i saw it on tiktok there was kids i think it was in minnesota if i'm not mistaken um, somebody can fact check me. It's a bunch of kids outside on an ice rink, kind of in the middle of nowhere. I don't know if it's their background, backyard, if it's in a park. They're ice skating. Cops came and arrested them. For not having... Because they didn't have a mask on. Outside. What state? In like 15 degree weather. Minnesota. Okay. Now, to me, that's a little extreme. That's... I'm surprised that's enforced. There's also, I mean, it's a it's a public park. If it was a public park and they had a mask mandate, but you're outside. I thought if you're outside, it, the... Well, what happened to the six foot? Like, as long as you're six foot away from anybody else. Well, see, that's the thing. So if you're six foot, social distancing, does it matter if you have a mask on? Especially if you're outside. What if it's windy and cold? And I thought, you know, the cold... Would kill it. Well, right? most germs. Maybe not yeah. this virus. Yeah, maybe most not. Most germs. Because we were told sun killed COVID, right? But in the summer, everything kind of spiked. Yeah, but there's a lot of other reasons why it could have spiked. I, I this this is why I, I I find it so hard that I today could not tell you go to this website and get all the facts on COVID because it changes so rapidly, and so many different people are pushing different narratives from their different sources that do not hold any consistency either. That none of us really know what's going on. Do you know anybody that died personally? No, neither do I. And, but I mean. The thing is, though, is most of the people that I know that are truly susceptible, they they took much better precaution. My grandmother, that's the only place where I wore a mask the whole time I went, was my grandmother who is in her, oh, wow, my dad would kill me. Uh, it's either late 70s or early 80s. And um, we all just wore a mask. Why? Because she's the only person that's truly susceptible. And other than that. I haven't been to my parents' house since April. Okay. I have seen, they came here. In August for graduation slash birthday event, um, we haven't been able to physically like hug or any of that since Christmas. Yeah, I still hugged her. Maybe, maybe I don't care. Um, when we go to the when I went to their house and when other people go to their house, it's mask and gloves. Mm-hmm. Oh, gloves! They're in their seventies, so they're susceptible. Um, they're uh, they're immunocompromised, so they're at they're at risk. Um, so that's what we have to do and. We celebrated Christmas via Zoom, all of our families. We did not go out, do the whole, hey, let's get together with 12 members so of our weird. family. 
it was weird. I mean, it was three hours of weirdness. It's, I mean, it's good to still reach out, and it's it's good on surface to say it's good. You took precautions, but that's so detached that it, it almost seems like it was more of a burden. I'm I'm speaking from the outside. Well, we did it for described. our so we did it for our parents. So I've done friendsgiving and things like that at other people's houses. Okay, I've gone to other people's houses. I go to people's houses people's houses for a living all yeah. the time. Sometimes we wear a mask. Sometimes they're not there. Sometimes we just don't. It just it depends on the unique situation, the individual for yeah. that particular home, um, or business. But f- with our friends and family, we take precaution with, when it comes to my parents. Yeah, because they're they're in their seventies, so that tells you how old I am. Um, but some friends of ours will go to their houses, and some people will be wearing masks, and some people won't. It's a choice. Yeah. Um, there's a woman named Alice Walker. She has a she has a quote. She says the most common way to have people give up. Uh, let's see here. Most common way for people to give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. And I think that's apropos to the mask and pandemic because a lot of people just automatically give up their rights, not thinking that they have any power. They can't do anything about it. They can't think for themselves and say, "Well, this doesn't make any sense to me." Well, like, this policy doesn't make any sense to me. I don't. I don't buy into. Obviously, anything ridiculous along the lines of this being a test of like you know how how we can be controlled or manipulated. You don't think it's conspiracy theories? I, I I don't, and it's only because I know conspiracy theories exist. Not theories. I'm sorry. I know conspiracies exist because they they've happened. Well, they were generated by. Uh, I'll say so. The the phrase conspiracy theories or a conspiracy theorist was um, coined by the FBI. Right to to discredit people who are actually spreading knowledge, and I believe it yeah. was regarding JFK's assassination. So that's where it originated. Yeah. So that's the origin of it, and it's just kind of. But what I'm saying is, awesome from there. I just I just never assume that. I uh, I'm I'm just I always default to I assume people are just dumb because I don't think most people are evil trying to do bad things. I assume most people are just dumb and making mistakes. It makes more sense to me that people are too afraid or don't know what to state about the virus because they either are worried their information is going to be proven wrong or they are not going to make the people they want to make happy happy. And what I mean by that is like when we go back to the political things, you you never want to piss off your own group. Do you think the election was won or lost? <laughs> you, you're jumping so much. No, no. I, I, well, <laughs> No, that's fine. I'm because fine I think it. I think it's important. Do you think that the election was won or lost based on the pandemic? Uh, no, way. no, I, I don't think I don't think the pandemic actually affected the election. So you think it was purely based on the candidates and who was running? I had nothing to do with pandemic. Well, I don't want to say nothing because obviously the pandemic is so large. I think it has tendrils in everything. But I don't feel like if we had a pandemic that I we would be facing any different challenge right now. I I feel like what we're experiencing right now, specifically with the election, was going to happen regardless. And it might have. Yeah. I think that some people feel that one candidate handled it differently than another. One took it more seriously than the other. And I think the people that are on the side of that individual didn't take it seriously went out and, and I'm using air quotes, voted to say, we don't agree with that individual. But my guess is it's deeper than that. They probably had a reason not to like that candidate to begin with. This was just piling on. You're going to say candidate so many times I'm going to forget who you're referring to. Um but I, I'm I trying not to be biased one way or the other. Yeah, and, no. And, I, here's and, the thing: biases exist too. So there, there's nothing you can do. The best thing you can do is be honest about them, and then hope that you're being nonpartisan in your biases. So we've had this conversation uh, off yeah. air. We've had this conversation about 
the of both candidates. I, yeah. I believe. Now it's no secret that the policies that align more with Trump are ones that I agree with. Mm-hmm. The policies that align with Biden are ones that I disagree with. Mm-hmm. I think Trump the individual is a train wreck. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And I, I don't think any reasonable person would argue that, but I also think Biden, the individual is a train wreck. Absolutely. Okay. So then it boils down to me. If when I was going into the voting booth, it was all right. If both people individually personally are train wrecks, which policies do I agree with more? And that's how I voted. Yeah. I think a lot of the country voted is orange man, bad. Absolutely. Um, I actually was really surprised because I always thought the joke of, uh, what was it? Trump derangement syndrome. T whatever Trump derangement syndrome. I thought that was like, haha. We 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 said you have this. It's I thought it was just like snowflake saying saying some term like that. It's to very be. real. Uh, that's what surprised me because I didn't realize it truly was real until now, until the election was going on. But it's it's hard for me. I'm either far more detached than I thought I was, which is possible, or th- th- what it came down to for me is I was really surprised that the election went the way that it went, just because. I don't know anybody who went from Trump to Biden. I I know nobody who made that switch. I only know people who either are, was always Trump, was always blue. Nobody likes Biden uh, that I know. Or they went from not caring to Trump. I, I, I didn't see any shift. Nothing of the pendulum from my in my life of my people that I know of shifted blue. It was either always blue or neutral red. And, or always stayed red. So not to get too de- deep down the rabbit hole, because I think we could go there if we start listing oh, well, statistics yeah. and all of that. But if you just look at the counties that Biden won versus Obama and Trump in the last two elections, it's not even close. And so you wonder, and then you get to the conspiracy theory and you get to the fraud and you get to all that, and you wonder, how did a guy who won a fraction of the counties that the other two won win the election by... 8 million votes or 5 million votes or 3 million votes or even a million votes. Well, one thing how, that, I'll, that I'll never believe that people hate Trump as much as people loved Obama or more than people loved Obama. Does that make sense? Did they, they go too far? So what you're saying is in... Because more people voted for Biden. 2008. More people Obama voted for Biden. Obama was more popular because he, they wanted hope and change. People loved Obama. I told yes. you I loved Obama. I voted for him the first time. Exactly. And, uh, and it was... I was far less informed politically than I am now far infinitely. Like I was nothing. I was a child at the time. Um, and, but I, I still liked the guy that when he would go up, I, I liked Obama. So it's interesting to see you say that because David Letterman has a new, it's not really new. It's from 2015 to 2018. I think he has a Netflix show and it's basically him interviewing a bunch of people and he, he interviewed Obama and I watched it the other night. I had I'd watched a bunch of his other interviews. He had Jerry Seinfeld on. He had Ellen DeGeneres on. He had George Clooney on. He had a bunch of people on. Um, probably more liberal than than conservative. Um, he well, had anytime you're in the, in the Robert in Downey the, Jr. on talked about a bunch of different subjects. You're a you're a comic book excuse me you're a comic book fan. Yeah. So you would appreciate kind of how he went through the Avengers with him. But then he had Obama on. And I was like, Nah, I don't really want to watch that because. Well, you got to watch it. You know, the second the second term, I didn't vote for him because I just I didn't I didn't like the fact that he lied to the country. Yeah. About healthcare, like this is your signature piece of legislation, and you're telling people that they can keep they, if they like their doctor, they can keep their doctor, knowing all along that they wouldn't be able to. 
Did he? Did he not know all along, or uh, did he things had to keep? Have. See that that's where I, had to have. I, I do my best not to get too sucked into what's already happened because that doesn't change. You got to learn it so that you can be more aware of the things around you. But like at the time when Obamacare was going on, the impression that I got—I lived in a red state, but I was being raised by very neutral blue parents. The perspective I got was he's trying to do good. And the Republicans keep stopping him. They keep making it worse. They, they they keep stripping it down to where it is nothing like what it was originally supposed to be. And then I'm me now, several years later, who thinks that it was never handled from the very far view that I try to look at it now. It was never handled properly. It wasn't proposed I, I, right. It wasn't and that's what I was going to say. I, I would agree with that from the standpoint of I think what he did is he said, "Look, this is what I'm going to do. It's better than nothing." Yeah, right. I've got to put something down on paper. It's my it's it's what I ran on in 2008. It's my signature piece of legislation, and it may not be perfect. And this is what I heard from a, a lot of Democrats was it's not perfect, but it's something. Well, essentially, and this is simply my opinion: is we took 30 million people who didn't have health care out of a country of 315, 20 million people at the time, and we screwed everybody else for those 30 million people. Yeah, it, we, this. It's it's weird because I'm trying to, to understand the concept because the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. But at the same point, we don't want anything bad to It would to have been less expensive and less cost prohibitive for the people who lost their health care and doctors and everything just to take the money that we spent trying to fix the program and gave money to the 30 million people that didn't have health care. It would have been. And <laughs> said, go buy health care. <laughs> yeah, it would have been better. Okay. I would have respected that a hell of a lot more if they would have said, look, this is going to cost us a trillion dollars well, it, or whatever it, it is. It's all broken. All of politics are broken. That That's one thing that I found has held consistent across anybody you speak to unless they work in politics. Uh, all of my friends that you ask, doesn't matter, blue, red, doesn't know what color they are, never will be a color. All they can tell you is it's broken. Now, broken to them might mean corrupt. It might mean not structurally sound. Could be, we want anarchy. I want nothing but mob rule. But it, the bottom line is politics itself is broken. No, nothing's holding true. Nobody does any true creative thinking. Everybody's getting their pockets lined by somebody else. Everything. We found that out again last week, right? So the stimulus came out. Oh, yeah. $900 billion. $702 billion went to sources other than the American people. Yeah, that makes tons of sense. You, Maybe you, you don't understand that? Did. You don't understand how that works? <laughs> so <laughs> this is what giving, drives me nuts. We're giving we're money to, to Pakistan for gender studies. We're supposed to just understand like this is normal. And, and I'm not talking about the gender study part. That That's a whole different conversation. Yeah, but how the government operates and in times of crisis, that's completely different. This is what I'm saying why it's broken. Because there is no reason for us to say, hey, America needs help. Let's send another country a lot of money. They're on the surface level, I don't understand how any politician can look at us and say, yeah, this makes sense. Because it doesn't. Now, no. I'm, I'm not saying that there aren't reasons to send them money, but it shouldn't be a part of this. It, it should be completely separate. And, I mean, this goes, did you ever read, I know it's a little bit of a leap, but did you ever read the Green New Deal, the original one? I have not. I've read bits and pieces well, that came was out of it. it 14 pages, so it's really not a big read. Okay. And the idea of saying... You mean other than the 5,600 pages that came to each of the voting politicians and said, you have four hours to read this? Oh, that's... Uh, yeah. But that's not that's not the Green New Deal. No, I'm no, saying yeah. that was the stimulus. Of what they got. It was over 5,000 pages, See, this, this and they is had what four I mean. hours like, to read it. This is where I have trouble with my own policy of assuming ignorance over malice because uh, somebody did that on purpose. 
Somebody, somebody, yeah. And then, so then it's like, I have to say, okay, I, we've got three evil people. I don't know who they are. I'm not targeting anybody, but we got three evil people. The pictures just change on your walls. I didn't even know the time. They, they I, just I swear to you, I've only saw like the the forest one, and that's all I've been seeing out of the corner of my eyes. Yeah, there's London uh, toll booths now there. Uh, no, I, yeah. I know. Or not those toll booth, are. telephone booths. Thank you. What are what are those ancient things <laughs> that don't exist anymore? But we have three monitors in the studio, and they're constantly changing Google pictures. I swear so. to you, I've never seen them change until right now. That's not mm, the point. They've changed about thirty pictures. You so can't far. prove that. So. Um, okay. It, so I'm forced to acknowledge that we're looking at a government that, as far as I can tell, I'm assuming there's about three evil people and then a bunch of idiots who are corrupt. And uh, corrupt's different than evil. You know, like you can give an idiot money to have him go do something that he doesn't think is bad. Right. And then it's like, okay, so we have a collection of people who are getting more money than they need or deserve. And then you do have three or five whatever, or one bad person trying to change things. And then you just constantly see things occur in our country that it's like, why did that happen? There but is this ties back to the ACA, which is the reason I brought it up is this bill was basically put on the doorstep of every voting member and said, you have four hours to read it. And the ACA was basically the same thing. They did it under the cover of night at the last minute. See, I, even Pelosi said, you've got to pass it to know what's in it. I, there right? is, there's no excuse why the stimulus should, we should be on our fourth stimulus. For the rules that we've had, most to be, countries are stimulating their people every month. But but what I, that, that's my point is where okay now I'm noticing it changing every time. That's so I'm glad you finally switched that on. So um, <laughs> when, uh, uh, there is no reason why we should have went this long. It is nothing more than entitled people who want to prove egotistical points and make themselves feel better. I do not believe anybody of power really is trying to do any good anymore. I and that's so you, but you know why, right? Cuz they have to get reelected. That and that's, So if they actually made the policies that made sense and helped Americans, they'd never get reelected. But and that's where it comes to the election because not not the big election, not the presidential election, but yeah, I'm going to ask you this. So when people comes to like the governor and stuff like that, that's elected, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's that's popular vote period, right? But you're popular because you did things for the people. No, no, what I'm asking is is it's it's mob rule. It's whatever the majority of people sure. say. Oh, yeah. So, because uh, I've recently, not, not so recently, but the last two, three years have grown really appreciative for like the Electoral College. And it's because when I already have accepted that most, the group of people are dumb, so we need people who can understand and filter through things, and we have to hope they're doing the right things. But all the people underneath those people, that's still mob rule. So, But you also don't want California... New York ruling the whole planet or whole, the whole the yeah. East Coast and California basically saying, yeah, this is who's going to be president. But, but what I'm is saying who's is going to be senator or whatever. Yeah. And it's this is what I mean by it's broken. And obviously, senators and you and I are shouldn't state, be able to sit down at this table and think we, we know we know better and not like from an ignorant standpoint of, well, I could fix but this here's where it ties together. So you have a guy like Mitch McConnell who is running in what was it? Kentucky. I think he was running I have in no Kentucky. idea. OK. But you have people Again, on I know the very little about this. You have people on the other side of the country influencing that election, saying Irrelevant, you yeah. shouldn't vote for that. You have politicians coming out saying these people should vote for the, the opposite of him because he's a clown. Now, at end up last week, maybe they were right because he was the one holding up the stimulus for two thousand dollars. But that happens across the country. Look what's happening in Georgia. Is this the right guy now. that's got like a real wobbly neck, yes. okay, like a turkey neck. Yeah, <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah, he should probably go in for something. And See, th this is what it shows you, like, how little I want to get into the weeds of it. It's it's just the, the surface I stopped picture. watching news 
you two can't. and a half years ago. Well, the only reason why you should watch the news now is to see what that news organization is trying to push to people. But like, I was just talking to. They no longer reporting it. They're telling you how what you they should want you feel to feel yeah. about it. And to me, I want to be able to absorb it, understand it, process it, and regurgitate my opinion. And where is that going? Because that's not a common thing anymore. Because what I find is most people... Well, I think it's the generation. Most people my age, it's a mix of that mm-hmm. and the I want to be right. So so they, they try to do research. I, I disagree with that. You it's do? That I think the the rightness part of it is I think they want to belong to something. They want well. They want to feel like they're right. They want to. Is that better? They want to feel like their opinion is the majority opinion. Yeah. So, let's say you have ten millennials in a room. Two of them don't agree with the other eight. Those eight are going to gang up on those two and force their opinion on them. They're going to control. It's not going to be based on fact. It's not going to be based on statistics. It's not going to be based on anything relevant to the situation, other than you're wrong, we're right. That's going to be the argument. Yeah. It's not going to be a debate and conversation. You're stupid. You're a racist. You're a bigot. You're a white supremacist. You're a, okay. That we've heard that for the last year, right? Yeah. And all of that means I don't agree with you. You're stupid. Well, like the the what's really surprised me is how some words are now bad words. Like Republican is a bad word. One of my best friends, Trey. Five years ago, if you would have said "Make America Great Again," people would have been like, "Fuck yeah, yeah, do it." I want yeah, or or well, it could have been a debate. Okay. Of, or, or was six it years ago, yeah. before before Trump ran, yeah. they would have been like, "Hell yeah, yeah. make America Love it, great again." Right? You're the you're awesome. You're a patriot, but like my not anymore. I don't. I don't. Again, I'm going off of what other people have told me, which I always tell is really bad. But my one of my one of my best friends, Trey, explained to me that Republican, all that really means is you want smaller government. Is that is that accurate or am fuck I? yeah? Okay, so so uh, I was. I, was I mean, going, I'm I'm just repeating uh, what I just said, but okay. yeah, I mean, that's who all you want, want is you want a smaller government. government. Why would you want the government telling? And this is just my the opinion. people that want larger government is because they feel like that their government's going to do what they want them to do. But in all actuality, when the government gets or too large, or they're lazy they don't and they don't want to go out and get well, it, just and have the government handed it to them. It's easier to say the go- I'm told I hate those people and they want smaller government, so now I want bigger government. That's really what they're it becomes. The anti- they're the anti-argument people. That's all it is. Yeah, since I since I believe you're wrong, I'm now going to support. But you're not going to tell ideals. me why I'm wrong. You're just going to tell me I'm no, wrong. No, because it's not worth talking to you about it. That's the way. That's the way it's viewed. Like they, since they can't convince you, then then there's no way. There's not even worth talking about it. But but what he he explained to me and uh, that it's just it's just that you want a smaller government. And I uh, yeah fuck yeah I want a smaller government too. And so but the word Republican has been turned into a bad word. Um, when I was at one of my facilities working, and I was explaining to somebody, I was like, "Do you like the way things are ran?" And the 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 person I was talking to, she's like, "No, I hate it." I was like, "Okay, so wouldn't it be nice if the people running it, the government, was smaller?" She was like, "Yeah." I go, "So you want smaller government?" She's like, "I want anarchy." She's a five foot two girl, and I was like, "You don't want anarchy." Somebody like you does not want anarchy. I don't think they truly understand what that means. No, they really don't. And that's, that goes back into when they, they're using words and they're changing what they mean because anarchy truly is frightening. An example of that is middle of the summer, Seattle had a autonomous zone. And the people in the autonomous zone wouldn't let other people in. Medical help, police officers. Oh, I remember that, et yeah. Cetera. Okay. What was it called? St- autonomous zone. Well, it was no, they, they're, Chad's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. Chaz. Chaz, yeah. So, but that zone, so to speak, they they didn't let these people in because they wanted peace and harmony and utopia. With well, guns. within a week, people were dying. Yeah, they no, were they, were, they were killing each other. And they were begging 
for the fire department and the medical professionals. Well, they and the they wanted the equipment handed to them. They didn't want other people to come do it. What they found out quickly, even though they still pushed that I- ideal uh, or ideology and agenda, was things are in place for a reason. It isn't yeah. because we want to control you. It's because you need yeah, these they, things. They, they weren't they weren't established for, for fun or or to environment control. They were established for consistency and safety. Right. Yeah. Now, in the beginning, when people put those together, it was all for the better good of of the country. Right. We put politicians in place to help run the government, et cetera. Well, what happened was you got influencers. Now we call them lobbyists. Yeah. But you had influencers, and even if you look at like watch Little House on the Prairie. My wife was watching it a few months ago, and I was watching how. Even back then, they would have people lobbying, so to speak, on how to vote in certain elections and how to vote on certain I don't policies. think I've ever watched an episode of Little House on the Prairie. My point to that yeah. is it's, it, it probably went back even you know, further well, than Well, if it's showing up years, then. Right, which hundreds like, of years of people yeah. kind of lobbying for their point. And so now the difference is people are getting paid to well, vote let, let a me, certain way. Let me finish what I was saying, and then because I, 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 I want to say something to that, but I don't want to drop this. Sure. When I explained to her when we got to the end of it where I was like, so what you want is a smaller government. And she was like, well, yeah, then I was like, okay, I don't want to feel like, I don't want you to feel like I talked you into this corner, but then you're a Republican. If you, that's the word, that's the easy, cheap, dirty way of putting a label to you that if you want a smaller government, then you would be a Republican. She's like, I am not a Republican. I was like, you don't have to get mad because you're the one that thinks that's a bad word. I want. I don't want to tell Maybe you. Maybe conservative would have been the right word. Well, conservative, case. I think, is more attached to different ideals versus the one that is an ideal, though. Smaller government. It is, is an that, ideal. but I, and and this is where I again would have to plead ignorance, unfortunately, because I never. I, I feel bad that I feel like I'm like backing out of it now. But since I don't know more, I've not like Googled uh, what does it mean to be a Republican, and, like filtered it down to like these six facts. When my buddy just told me that means you want smaller government, I stand by that. And that, and so, but when I told her that, she thought that that was like. Like I could have called over a lot of other words, but that was one of the worst ones I could have said. Sure, of course. And so, for somebody who is liberal minded, that's that's yeah. offensive. And uh, but she's got such a unique um, house situation that I think that she's she's going to grow with a lot more perspective than most people have. She's interracial, uh, and her father and mother love her and take care of her. And I think that she's 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 super set up for the future. But she's caught in this world of trying to like bait her into stuff. And so I think it's good just for her to hear different perspectives and for me to try to explain to her, like, it's not the point for me to argue with you and convince you you're a Republican because it's not what I'm doing. I just wanted her to know that people are changing what these words mean and that makes it impossible for people to hold consistent. So I just looked up on Google, conservatism and progressivism. Are those the opposings? No, it's what popped up when I said, what does it mean to be Republican? And it, and I feel like in anybody that's liberal, they're never going to agree with you to attach the word progressive to Republican. Because I feel like that's one of their own words. You know what I mean? I saw a TikTok where somebody's like, conservative, what do you want to, what are you trying to conserve? Racism, uh, in, uh, beating your wife. And I'm like, that's not, it's not at all. I mean, I, I guess you could say, what are you trying to conserve? Socialism? I mean, you're trying to conserve not owning anything? It, well, the definition here, um, I think this is Wikipedia maybe. The Republican Party, also referred to as the GOP, is the major is one of the two major contemporary political parties in the United States, along with its main historical rival, the Democratic Party. That's it. That's that's what it says. Okay, see, so then I'm, I'm basing the definition of a word on what my friend told me, which is so easily... It's perception, what, right? Well, it's what everybody else is doing, too. And... 
So that, that's all. I just wanted to wrap that up. I think it has to do with your age, your experience, your life experiences, your political experiences. Yep. I mean, there's Ronald Reagan Republicans. There's George Bush Republicans. Yeah. There's Trump Republicans. I think we get a little more. Are there far- any George Bush Republicans? Well, I think we get further to the right yeah. as we go along, and we get further to the left as we go along. I mean, Bill Clinton was a Democrat, but I think he was probably middle to left. He had some conservative views, and I saw that too, where there were conservative Democrats and liberal Republicans, and I kind of feel like that's where I feel most comfortable putting myself. Is I'm definitely conservative more than I, but I want smaller government. So I guess I have to say I'm conservative Republican, but I'm not. There, there's so much more to be considered than just putting two labels on me. We've had the discussion on air about the abortion issues. We've yeah. had this discussion, so I'm not going to. Re- you can go back and and yeah, and, yeah. Um, people can listen to that discussion. But <clears throat> I have, excuse me, I have very strong views on both sides of the aisle. Like I'm not just conservative. I have ideas that are more progressive as well. What does that make me? Well, you have to, and and here's the bullshit part of it. You have to say when you go to a, when you go to vote, I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat. I'm a conservative or I'm a progressive or a liberal. You have to, you have to identify with one party versus now, I guess that could make me a libertarian, I suppose, because I'm somewhere in the middle but you only have the two major parties in in most elections. And so while I'm registered... It's almost like re- it's broken. <laughs> you would think. Yeah. I'm registered as a Republican. My wife is registered as a Democrat. It's, it's kind of funny. One of the local people running for trustee... How, how do you guys live together? <laughs> it's So this election was very difficult. Previous elections, not so much. When we when we got together and dated and even did she, got married... Did she oppose your, your view? Let's put it this way. We had... Many, many um, hostile <laughs> and loud debates. Okay. This election cycle. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. And so there was a woman that was running for the trustee, or she is running for trustee locally here. And she pulled up her car and got out of it. And this is maybe, I don't know, a month and a half ago. And I was walking out to my truck and she says, hey, um, I understand you're a registered Democrat and you you support me for trustee. And I said, no. No, I yeah, said, you got the wrong person. You've got the wrong person in this house. I said, that's my wife and you want to talk to her? And she's not home right now. Well, can I talk to you? I said, no, nah, that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> it's probably not going to go well for you. Um, I just, I knew the person, I knew her policies, but I didn't want to get into it with her because it didn't, it, it wouldn't have gained me any benefit or value, and it wouldn't have gained her any benefit yeah, or value. Yeah, you would have essentially been wasting your time. All I would have been doing is telling her how wrong I thought she was, and all she would have been doing is defending her position. See, and this is where where the the grand scheme is. Who? It's not a matter of who's right, but who's right. You know what I mean? Like I, I want to sit here and be everybody like, and nobody. But see, that's why I want I want to sit here and be like, here's why I'm right, and here's the. But we facts. don't have that discussion anymore. We don't have the discussion of you tell me what you think. And I'll tell you what I think, and let's find the things that we can have common ground on, mm-hmm. and let's gr- and let's grow from there. Not you bark at me for a while, and then I'll bark at you for a while. Yeah, and then we'll just go our separate ways, thinking the same thing that we just thought when we showed up. The most constructive criticisms, or most con- constructive conversations that I have with friends of mine are: we sit down and talk about policy, and we sit down and talk about points of. Each party, 
well, what do you think about this? And what do you think about this? And what do you think about this? I think and it have would a constructive be, conversation about I it. I don't know how it would ever work because people tribalize. People put themselves in groups. And I don't know if that's because we want to belong or because it's easier, because it's convenient. But people put other people into groups. They well, don't put themselves into no, groups. No, they do both. They absolutely do they both. They shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. But that I think that's instinctive almost. At least it appears to how be. How many times did you hear somebody say, because they had a Republican, GOP, conservative viewpoint, you're a Trumper? Or you're a trumpet, or oh, you're a. They oh, just yeah. labeled you like you love Trump. Well, see, most okay. So, like the same the same friend of mine that told me the thing about being a Republican. Like, I I don't understand how him and I can have a conversation and we both agree about eighty five to ninety five percent of things, but it it's just like this one factor, this one like deviating fact that he. So, like we both agree, Trump is not a great individual. The guy cheats on his wives. He's a narcissist. Uh, whatever, all that stuff. All that stuff happened before yeah. he became president. And people didn't elect him president for that because reason. Because of his stellar background. Exactly. They voted for him because he wanted, he was the anti establishment and he wanted to come in and change things. People didn't like the way that the old guard, per se, in the political environment or political arena were handling things. And they thought he'd come in He's and kick some ass it. and drain, quote unquote, drain the swamp. Right. And, but, but what he said was, he's not a president. He just refuses to support him because he's not a president. And here's the thing. He's kind of right. Like, as far as those deplorable acts in which he had in the past. I, I'll, 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 I'll agree and disagree with that yeah. to the point where I'll say he's not your typical president. That's true. But, like, there are other things. That I don't know if he's right. I didn't I didn't Presidential. I think we have to yeah. extend that word out. He's not presidential. Definitely not. He's not a president. Well, because I guess you're right. He's, okay. he a president. He's just, he doesn't. Okay. But here's where people... I think like, are viewing well, he, it differently. Is the they had eight years of a guy who spoke properly. His demeanor was properly. Yeah, his he was inspirational. He did everything presidential. But the second the door shut, hold on. But on the yeah. other side of that, the things that were going on behind the scenes, they didn't care about. They didn't care that they were getting screwed over royally in some areas, and he was or doing very good things in other areas. They didn't care because he looked presidential. Well, mostly the, to the only thing good the he did was appear in front of the camera. Almost okay, every, but that's what got him elected. I know. No, okay. I know. And then Trump came in, and he was the exact opposite. But see, I can that. I can look away and say, from like the 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 deplorable side, you're right. Quoting he's, he's a terrible Clinton. person. But uh, oh, am I? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Well, she said conservatives were a basket of deplorables. Oh, did she that, just? Yeah. I, she just put that on the during whole the election group. during see, the, whatever the election. Yeah. And and see, that's just so wrong because then you're attacked. Whatever. So, um, well, explain that. What were you going to say? Which part? It's so wrong because you're... What were you going to say? Well, that's... Since people automatically put themselves in those groups, to attack the whole group is unfair, and that, that but also... But isn't that what we're talking... But, but, isn't that what I meant when I said Trump? Yeah. But you're you're, you're that's including what I'm saying. They, they me put up with that a wall. bunch of other people that I don't necessarily agree with. Attacking the group when you notice that people you tend to disagree with are building a group is convenient for your insult, but it is not effective in actually making change. It's not effective in really reaching people. So like I didn't, I, I would have, if anybody would have asked me eight years ago, I would have said that I was Democrat. Why? Because my parents told me I was Democrat. I like the color blue better than I do red. And that was about it. I, and Obama at the time was a solid guy that I could see on the TV. That was it. That's all I based my political view on. But if somebody would, and I had this issue with my, my uncle-in-laws, they would question something about Obama, and I just immediately assumed that they were wrong. And I went into those discussions like they didn't know what they were talking about. And instead of looking anything up or bringing anything to the table, I only had what I saw immediately on TV, and since I could 
talk better than them, I could make them look dumb. And that was it. And then when I, my wife put some very serious statements in front of me of like, you know, you can't fence it your whole life and you're really not blue. You don't know what you are. She didn't know what she was either. And she basically said, I'm figuring out me. You need to figure out you. And I started to. And then I just see what other people are constantly trying to do because it's exactly what I did. And attacking a group is never going to have them open the door and say, oh, come here, tell me why I'm wrong. Help help share your side. You mean calling somebody a racist isn't going to open them up and have a Call, Calling somebody a racist or an idiot is not going to help anybody. Telling somebody that just because they support Trump that they must be a racist or a bigot or a white doesn't supremacist. help any, or a white supremacist doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't help anybody. Telling somebody because they support Biden that they're an idiot or, or they don't know what they're doing or, if, or that they're a pedophile or anything like that, that doesn't help either. It's, it's having the discussion. That's why like when I talk to people, especially people younger than me, I do my best to go into it from an argumentative side in the sense of I want to oppose the idea, but I don't want them to think that I'm arguing them because I disagree with them. I Because that's what I did. I went through a process in my own mind of, okay, but why? I basically would ask a question, then okay, but why? So like originally, I talk about the abortion thing, and I was originally pro-choice. It's like, okay, well, why are you pro-choice? And then I, I just asked myself why as though it wasn't me. Like, so you were honest with yourself. I, I know. It's such a rare concept now. But so you had an epiphany. Oh, I, Well, I did only in the aspect of you have to well, you have to be honest with yourself and that you have to approach things not from your emotions but from what it really is. You can, you can have your emotions into it. I have never met somebody that supports left or right that are just – bad people. They're doing it because they both think that's what's right. I've got a cousin that I love dearly. And when he's doing these points, it's because he believes that the red side is the bad side and he wants good things for people. Mm. So he thinks that he's telling people good stuff. And, but we don't look anything up. We only look up a, a headline or like the one thing that he might be right about, but is irrelevant because of these six other things. Well, so they go on social media and they watch TikTok videos or they watch Facebook yeah. videos or they read some blurb on Facebook or a meme or a, a GIF or whatever it is. And then they take that and they use that as fact or the basis for their argument instead of, well, is that really true? Well, and there, there are really good discussions to have, too. So uh, one of my friends also now that we, we were on TikTok together and he he is it's been really nice because those algorithms from all those machines, they put you in your own bubble. And you can't, there's no button, like, don't put me in an echo chamber. You can't do that. They're going to. They're going to either give you stuff to piss you off to get clicks or they're going to give you things that you like. I seem to get that. I seem to get the more, you know, the stuff that I probably wouldn't agree with. That shows up more on my... Well, it seems so. It seems like if you go to like YouTube, well, see, I'm, I'm having the opposite problem on TikTok specifically is it's giving me all the stuff that I agree with and I don't want mm. that. So he's given me a really good perspective of like, he'll send me something. So, uh... He sent me something, pardon me, he sent me something about how the Trump tax relief thing that he did a couple years ago is somehow about to be repealed, not repealed. There was like a clause in put in, in provisions it. for 2021, 22, 20, yeah. Right. But something's about to change that apparently mm-hmm. the taxes are going to get higher now for people like me. The same people that got the cut is now about to pay more. I don't know if that's true. But there's some truth to it. Yeah. But see, but I don't I don't know the extent of that. And the thing is, is, that's a good conversation. That's something really good for people to sit down and say, why did this happen? Why why was this a part of it? Is it justified or was he being a douche? Like there was was you know where where did that money go? Right. And the same and the same point of if you are a small business owner like me um and you're paying 21% taxes or tax rate 
uh, as a small business this year, Biden wants to raise it to 28. That's another reason that you would go, well, I don't know if I would vote for that because yeah. effectively it's taking 7% of my revenue and throwing it away. Yeah, and that, if I'm making that's 10%, another TV boy, in I'm your, number three. In your room. That's one of your cameras. Yeah. That you could, that you could catch your tech. No, it, it's true though. It's, but, uh, and I stand by that, that it's not, that there, there are tons of reasons to consider that, but it happened for a reason. I don't think that we're going to rip all these. First of all, you can't. You can't rip layers off. It's so convoluted. You think There's it's so ingrained? much stuff piled. Yes, I, I really do. So that goes back to, so one of the things I was going to ask you was, it's kind of like racism. Yeah. Like, I don't think racism is um, genetic. I don't think racism can't is be. born. I think it's learned. I think it's a learned behavior. I don't think any, I don't think any honest person or educated person can actually have the concept that it you're born with it. It can't be done. Well, it goes back to hate, and it goes back to everything that's essentially bad in the world. Yeah, you know, you see, two, you may have seen the videos. You see two little kids. One's white, one's black. They're running down the street towards each other because they haven't seen them. They haven't seen each other forever and ever. And they get to each other and they embrace, and they're so happy. I mean, yeah, those two kids know nothing about racism. All they know is. That's a buddy of mine. I yeah. haven't seen him for the longest time, and I'm really, really excited to see him. Right, That's right it. when the pandemic started, uh, the when the coof really was getting us, we went to the park. This is like right when we were like, "Is it here? It might be here or not." And there was a woman with three kids, all three kids, notably older than not notably, but can, like the, her youngest might have been the same age as my oldest too, and she was black. Her kids were black. Um, what does that mean? It means nothing besides that's just something that I could identify that there she is. There's something different. Mm -hmm. like, it seemed, like she was wearing pink too. You know, that's not as helpful. My kids and her kids, we started talking, just talking because we were eating food. Uh, we were talking about her kids' differences. She was she was from here. She left and moved back here. She I think she moved to, I want to say Georgia or Tennessee. I have family in Tennessee. We talked about that. My kids started playing with her kids. There's nothing there. There was no... No effective judgment. My kids didn't have any consideration for any of it. There and was no preconceived bias. Yeah, and it's all because none of us have any signs. I didn't walk up with a, like, I didn't, I don't know. I don't know. It's harder to say because there's stereotypes. And stereotypes, while unfair, they're stereotypes for a reason. And, like, my my wife asked me very, very privately, so I, I'm going to talk about it anyway. She's, she was worried, like, if she was racist. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, she went to describe, like, if I saw somebody wearing, like, chains and, like, having the pants baggy and, and you know, if they're, and if they're bigger than me, she, and she's like, that would scare me. I go, the problem is, honey, is you didn't say if you saw a black guy. You described these other stereotypical things that somebody would wear. And I was like, so if that guy was black or white or just brown of any other color, would you feel any different? She's like, no. I go, that's not racist. You're afraid of a stereotype. You're not afraid of a skin color. And it's just because that stereotype is so shoved in our face of what it is, because that's not most of anybody. No, most of anybody is like that. Okay, so I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask one of those questions that's probably not very popular. I love unpopular okay. questions. It's an unpopular question. Do you think stereotypes exist because the people who are being stereotyped perpetuate that stereotype by their behavior? Well, I think I think they have to. I don't think a stereotype can exist without people exuberating that exact stereotype. So I, this is not my feeling, but this is a statement that I hear a lot. Okay. And I'm going to use Hispanics as a, as an example. Hispanics are lazy. I would say that's a stereotype, but I I would say that might be true of some, 
I don't think it's true of all. As well, a matter of fact, I think Hispanic people are the exact opposite. Of I think you, I think you said one of the best ones of a good example of how stereotype works because how can you have a culture that has a stereotype of stealing jobs but also being lazy? That, that was kind of my both. point. Yeah, it's you like can't. they're the most hardworking people yeah, that I know. Absolutely. Yet the stereotype is lazy. No, one well, of one it? of my best friends is by far one of the hardest. Like, whatever I do in my life, if I have an opportunity for success, he's going to be one of the first ones to ever hear about it because he's one of the most dependable and hardworking people I've ever met. Now, do I think he's hardworking because he's Mexican? No, I think he's hardworking because he's an amazing individual and he's decided that that's what does it. Mm -hmm. And and so it, it's irrelevant. But somehow that stereotype exists for both. But all those stereotypes can attach to anybody. For somebody who's almost half raised in a trailer park, I, I just tell people I'm trailer park trash because it seems to be easier to break down social barriers if I immediately say something negative about myself. It's interesting because I, you know, I'll get on social media and I'll make a comment. And careful. The, the, the biggest thing that I have an issue with social media is, and this is a guy coming from uh, a place that he owns are you a social are media you, company? Are you a cisgender white male about to speak from privilege? Is um, that what it's so about to happen? That, right. So my point to that is I'll make a benign comment. It's two sentences, three sentences, whatever, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, typically Facebook and TikTok. And it's just my observation. And I will get crushed. Really? Because of the thing that. It's not what I said. It's how it's perceived. This is not an insult, but what is crushed to you? I'm not trying to be mean, but like how many people do you have really coming at you? A good majority of them are saying, you're an idiot. Could you, you ballpark a number about. for me? So, um, I mean, like out of the field, it could be a different game. It doesn't have to be in the bowl. You can learn the bowling alley. All right, so I'm going to give you a, a real live example. Okay, okay, so we're getting away from politics for a second. Good. But, okay, so last week I was on TikTok, and I didn't put the username on here because I think that would be unfair. But she went through, she got on there and she was like, here's what I make a month. Here's what I make a year. So her monthly expenses were, were $3,075. God, where does she months, live? $36,900. That was her expenses. Her rent was $1,300. Utilities, $125. That's important. She has a bachelor's and a master's degree in business. She makes $800 a week in her job. Now, she's young. She's probably early 20s. She lives in L.A., which I didn't know at the time. It wasn't in her post. It, I found that out later on consecutively in other conversations. Um, and so she went through and said, we have, after taxes, $658 a week to work with, 52 weeks a year. That's $34,216. She says, I can't pay my bills. And I said, here's my comment. Live with, live with a family member or a friend, rent-free or very cheap, and save part or all of the $1,300 a month, everything's a choice. Yeah. Okay, that's a logical statement. It was just a suggestion. I didn't know her situation at the time. I didn't know she lived alone. I didn't know she didn't have a roommate. I didn't know she had anxiety, a, 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 a debilitating anxiety problem. But she didn't say that. No, she didn't say all that. All she did is basically complain. First of all, she has anxiety issues, and she still has a job. Good for her. Right. I don't mean that sarcastically. No. For her to already be overcoming that, stuff. None of, that was, none of that was put in here, okay? Um, and so I basically said that. And you, can you check, got piled I, you can on. check this particular post, there's probably close to 300 comments that said, you're an asshole. About you? Yes. Oh, wow. How dare you? You don't know what you're talking about. You're privileged. 
how privileged of you to be able to live with family or have your own house and she has to struggle. The number of people that said struggle. So I was like, okay, hold on a second. She's making 40 grand a year. Let's call it 40 grand a year. Okay. Uh, 35 grand a year, 35, 35. grand a year. That's, bef- that's after taxes. Okay. So before taxes, like 40 grand a year, but it's her choice to live by herself. It's her choice not to have a room. It's her choice to live in LA. I got comments like, why does she have to live in poverty with a master's degree? I'm like, well, I didn't choose her profession. Oh, yeah, I was say, what's the master's degree? Okay, yet? I didn't tell her to go get a master's degree. I didn't tell her to go to school. Go get a trade. I Here, mean, I, I said, go get a, tr- she should have gone to this? trade school. Did you say that? I got. You're an idiot. Roasted. <laughs> See, like, th- that's where I agree with you that you're dumb, that you would even just add anything else into it. I just, I, I was, then I was, at that point, I was just defending my point. Like, look, I'm just, you are all just piling this on me. Is, I offered a solution. What the hell are you people trying to do? Yeah. All you're doing is roasting on a person who doesn't said, change anything. You know, I you sh- offered a solution. It'd be, this this is where it goes into that. Like, I'm I'm very driven by my emotions, but the emotions mean nothing without action. And so, you did what makes sense to us, like you and I. Uh, that it makes sense to a normal individual. I say that who's looking at it from a very very non-specific. So the same non-biased. The same guy that shows the know TikTok her situation with me. The same guy that shares the TikTok videos with me yeah. uh, that helps gives me a different perspective. He he was getting nervous. His mother had a scenario where she had the opportunity to go move in with a guy in Indiana, and he didn't want to leave Chicago land area because this is where he is. This is where he's grown up. And I he he asked me for some advice, and I said anybody who is honest and hardworking. And when I say honest, I don't mean just in the world. I mean with themselves, can make it work within reason. Uh, so with the job that he had, I said, you know how much your paychecks are after taxes? He's like, yeah. I was like, you need to find you a place, and you will if you look, where you make enough money to pay your rent or mortgage every two weeks. So then you are never more than two weeks away from being able to have a place to sleep. And then if you can make sure that you keep that under wraps, you can buy food, you can pay your utilities, you need to be honest with yourself with what you can afford and what luxuries you need to have with your life at the time, and you will be fine. So then at 19, the guy was living on his own near Chicago, all because he looked at how much money he brought in, and he picked a place that was within reason, and he chose what things he could do without. He doesn't have Xbox Live right now because it's $9 you don't need to spend a month. He has food. He's a minim- He's a minimalist at no, this point. No, and not even that. He's honest. Like He still has a TV. He, he he had a little bit of extra money, so he got himself a cat that he takes care of, mm. like that he could still enjoy. So you're saying people who are homeless shouldn't have a dog. <laughs> I, well, I think that there's another level there that uh, some... I agree they shouldn't only because if they're having issues supplying for themselves, but there all of this ties into other larger issues that you can't fix each one. Like I can explain to you how I think it's fine. Most homeless people are actually choosing to be homeless. Now there's an argument, a narcissistic way to look at it. They're choosing because of their actions, but in all honesty, some people just don't want to be a part of Correct. anything. So Correct. that person who knows they can make X number of dollars a day panhandling um, and they want the company of a dog, if they live in a part of the world where it's not torturing the dog to sleep next to them at night because it's not too cold, let them have the dog. Let them If that dog is fed, that person is fed, and they're not encroaching on people's private property, if, if that's going to make them happy, I want them to be happy. 
I, I, I don't understand why they don't want a house or why they don't want a bedroom. I, I don't understand that. But if it's not damaging encroaching, then I'm fine with him having a dog. But also what he did when he had that really honest perspective of this is how I have to live my life to get what I ultimately want, which is not leave the Chicago area, then he started doing other things. He started getting part-time gigs on the weekends on his days off so that he can generate more money to get nicer well, so things. So that's what I said to her. I'm like, look, or I said on the, on the post, I said, look, it's a $52 a week deficit that she's looking at. That's three Uber rides or five Uber rides yeah. or whatever it is. I said, start driving for Uber or take the bus or get a roommate. And see, this, this is where it goes into, too, that, like, I, I, I would have trouble believing that this individual doesn't have other things in their life that they don't need. Like, I will argue you need a cell phone. I mean, at the end of the day, you don't. You'll yeah, live without so one. So I think but her cell phone was like 125 bucks a month. That's absurd. Or whatever. See, she's not, even, she's not even... Maybe like, I'm wrong about that, but, but she listed them all right. out. She's got $3,075 in expenses. That Did she have hers. internet? I think she had cable. So my, my... Why? You have a cell phone. You don't need that. Like, the the, the this, point I was trying to make about this whole thing was yeah. that somebody took a... One two sentence response that was basically just simply trying to help her, like pointed out, which go, was hey. less information than she gave. You you responded. Well, she, she had a ton of information. That's what I'm saying. You responded with less information than than you gave, but more people attacked you. Correct, and, the and they were supporting her. her. And all I was saying is, look, if if your expenses outweigh your income, you have an issue. You have to change it. You have to change something. The world owes you nothing. Okay, exactly. And I got roasted for the fact that I was trying to at least make a suggestion to her. Now, maybe it was a, people think it was a privileged comment. Okay, well, no, I lived, what they didn't know is I've lived with family. Okay, I've had family live with me. So I lived with my mother-in-law for two and a half years, even though she was divorced after 33 years and we were helping her more than she was helping us. We were still able to save some money because if we lived on our own, it would have been more expensive. So we were able to save some money. And then when we moved out of her house, we bought a house versus renting. So that was a benefit to us. In turn, we had our, my sister-in-law live with us for two and a half years. She was able to save money and go get a place of her own. So I've lived it, but they didn't know that. They just kept calling me privileged. And I'm like, hold on. So I made it an exercise to respond to every single person. I'm impressed. Over a three-day period. And I exhausted every single one of their arguments. And they were basically straw man arguments. They were just like, well, you're an idiot. That's all they, they didn't have anything else. And I kept saying, okay, fine. If you've got a solution, I'd love to hear it. If you've got a solution, I'd love to hear it. What, what are you saying? What are you saying to this girl? Yeah, there is no advice to that. I'm behind you 100%. You're a queen. You're awesome. Well, that doesn't help her in her situation. Giving of a compliment being $52 doesn't. in deficit a week. Uh, hearing a compliment can be helpful. Getting encouragement sure, support can be always helpful. Helps. Yes, but it doesn't change anything. It might, it might make them feel better in the moment. Telling somebody, hey. You know who those people are? The people that go on American Idol and can't sing because their mom's like, you're the best. You're awesome. Public. You should yeah. go. You should try out. And then they get there and they realize they're the least talented people in the room and they expect they're going so to Hollywood. My wife tried out for American Idol. Really? Yes. Uh, she's ridiculously talented. Okay. Uh, it's it's I, I mean, it's one of those things I don't know how I got her, but that's not the point. I'm lucky. But she, when she went to it, Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah. We got to go. But oh. Next week, we're going to finish. It's going to be part two of this. We'll just continue it. They're going to have to wait. Oh, okay. Got okay. It.